Welcome to episode 1F of Cool Clear Water, the inaugural eight-episode series of the 40-Day Heroes Journey podcast, the podcast of original stories where fictional characters find themselves in life situations, and we explore how average folks can be heroes just like in Hollywood films. My name is Richard Leipold Schneider, and I create these stories following the steps of my book, The 40-Day Hero's Journey. My goal is to show how being a hero isn't reserved for a select few. On the contrary, being a hero is possible for everyone. I am so glad you are back to support Alex when she needs it most. So here we are at episode 1F, Desert Whisper. When the last episode ended, Alex had hit bottom. Fear had overwhelmed her from being face-to-face with her weaknesses. The work to lift her from this place will be challenging. But now is the time to start. Alex is standing in the middle of a lifeboat on a storm-swept ocean. Thunder and lightning fill the ashen sky. Rain rips at the exposed skin on her face and arms. Faceless corpses float on the waves all around the boat. An enormous swell lifts the boat 20 feet into the air. A moment of airborne weightlessness and then it plummets back down. It seems like there is no way the tumult will ever stop. She looks down at the water sloshing in the bottom of the boat and spots a coil of rope. She doesn't know how it could help, but it is all she has. Alex drops to her knees to pick up the rope. She picks up loop after loop, trying desperately to find an end but unfortunately, she can't. If she could just find an end, maybe she could use it to save herself. In a flash of lightning, she looks up to see a gigantic wave hovering over the boat on its way to completely engulfing her. (gasps) Alex bursts awake out of her nightmare. She's in bed and on her stomach, gripping the pillow as if her life depends on it. And then, with a few labored breaths, it was only a dream, releasing most of the terror at the thought. Feeling beat up and worn out, she rolls herself over. Max lifts his head from his spot next to her and emits a soft woof from under his breath. Good morning to you, too, she replies while rubbing the sleep out of her right eye with the heel of her hand. She has to remind herself that it is Sunday. So much happened since last Thursday when the initial drip warning signaled possible contamination here in Winnemucca. 
The overriding theme of the last few days has been running around in a maze filled with dead end after dead end and running full force into wall after wall. The team needs a victory, even if it is a small one. Alex knows the only way to make that happen is to get started. Flipping off the covers, she remembers that she slept in her clothes. No wonder sleep was restless. Shower and you will feel better, Alex, she says aloud. By the time Alex has cleaned up and fed herself and Max, the rest of the team is ready for an early start on the western ridge of Paradise Valley. She joins Mateo and Ting Yu at Moby to make a plan. Alex starts the conversation by telling her team that John will be returning to them by mid-afternoon. Everyone agrees this is a good thing, even though Alex has her doubts about John's intent to teach her how to lead. She wishes he would take over. They shift to planning the morning investigation activities. Matteo explains he did some research on the area last night, and he learned abandoned mines pepper the region. They are muy peligroso, very dangerous. He found a list of accidents in abandoned mines of Nevada that included falls of 20 feet or more, one drowning in a flooded mine, and several dogs rescued after they fell in old mine shafts. I would hate for Max or any of us to get hurt because we stumbled into something. Are there any maps that detail mine locations? Alex wonders out loud. Nevada Division of Minerals has a map, but they warn that it is not in any way exhaustive. Therefore, prudence would suggest caution. Alex would prefer diving in to get this completed as quickly as possible. Instead, she probes. Okay, options? Mateo lays out his proposal. I think we start with drone reconnaissance following the available maps and the fast flow data. That's all on you, Tingyu says to Mateo. What can we do to support you? I can send you the images the drone collects. Then, the two of you can process and map them. Finally, Alex, you can take Max out to the identified target investigation zones and sniff around. The drone images may also help spot danger zones, mine shafts, structures, potential avalanche terrain, and mine tailings of grit leftovers from gold extraction that may contain substances with level 2 and above hazard ratings. Alex ends the chat with, All right. Let's do it. With little to do while Mateo conducts the drone mapping, Alex wants to hide in the cabin. To that end, she plops herself down on the couch to wait. However, Max will have none of this and urges Alex to go for a run. Reluctant at first, she gives in and eventually feels energized by being on the trail and out in the desert. But as she thinks about the drama of the last days, the energy she gains is transformed into frustration and anger towards John and the situation he put her in. When Alex finishes the run, she sees John's white Chevy Bolt EV with the H2OQ logo on the side. He is already here, well before his ETA. He is leaning on his car in front of the cabin, looking at his phone and waiting. Alex wants to punch him. But instead, she chooses to do it with words. You're early. John holds both hands in a pseudo-protection pose. He is conscious of his words. 
I thought it wise to get here early. To help Alex resolve her current anger feelings, he uses the cliche but still effective, you look frustrated, why don't you tell me about it? Alex opens up in a torrent of frustration, anger, and fears. The tirade that follows describes her feelings of inadequacy and the resulting anxiety. The whole statement flows out of her without hesitation. Then, when it seems to have run its course, she stops with a large sigh. Her upper body slumps down in a posture of defeat, one hand on John's car. John starts slowly. I hear your concerns. You don't feel it was fair of me to put you in this situation. I understand the way you feel. He pauses briefly. I wish I would have handled this differently, and I apologize for everything. Another pause. That said, I believe with the right guidance and training, you will be incredibly successful in the team leader role. As for being fair, we all know life isn't fair. But I ask you one question. Who is the real victim in this whole situation? Is it you, or is it the thousands of people without clean water? John knows that Alex will choose the latter. They have been on the same team for long enough that he has seen how much kindness she carries for everyone. Alex knows he is right, and she also knows that she has most of what it takes to turn this potential disaster around before someone gets hurt. Okay, what do I need to do? You mentioned something about humor. Seeing that Alex is now ready to listen and learn, he suggests they get out of the sun and get something cool to drink. So they make their way into the cabin, where Ting Yu is waiting for drone images from Mateo. Alex grabs each an iced tea from the fridge, and they settle into the sitting area. John begins by stating that he doesn't want to oversimplify by only suggesting humor. Leadership is not easy. However, he knows a great coaching program that can help her down the road. We will get you enrolled as soon as possible. In the meantime, a little humor will get you past the most challenging part, the first 20 seconds of any briefing. It's not about being a stand-up comedian and telling a joke. Instead, it's stepping up to the mic and saying something humorous to break the ice. For example, you can quote somebody funny, tell a lighthearted story, or show a funny visual. Think about it. You have until tomorrow to come up with something. Let me know if you have any questions or want to run anything by me. I'm here to help. Here to help, but not by doing it. Alex says these words as a final dig, though she understands the benefits of what John is saying and will try. Alex turns to Ting Yu and asks if any drone imagery has arrived. Ting Yu answers that they have just started downloading. Alex and John gather around Ting Yu to see the images. John says, How can I help? There is no doubt in Alex as she replies. Grab the mapping laptop. Ting Yu will stitch the images and send them to you along with the fast aquifer flow data maps. Then we will scan them for potential target locations and hazards. This process is the exciting part. Actual hands-on data processed with state-of-the-art technology and the expertise to interpret and make informed decisions. 
The time flies by. It is past lunch when the team completes half of the search area. There is still more to do, but identifying several potential hotspots gives Alex a place to start. John leaves to make a food run while Ting Yu continues the analysis, and Alex preps to do two things. First, she will see the mayor giving him an update. Then, she and Max will begin a grid search. She loads her trail pack with necessities like GPS positioning, freshly printed and laminated maps, and water and snacks for her and Max. She almost forgets hazmat suits. There are suits in her size and Max's size. Best to take two of each, just in case. Once the trail backpack is secure, she prints out a simple map of the search area to share with the mare. By then, John is back with lunch. Alex eats only a little since she is heading out into the desert. Also, Max doesn't get anything to eat, even though he has that look in his eyes. German short-haired pointers do not do well with exercise within an hour before and after eating. Good thing he ate at breakfast time. John drives Alex to City Hall, where her time is brief. Unfortunately, the mayor is not in his office, so she leaves the map in a brief explanation with a weekend staff member. Alex returns to the car. That's done, for now. They head off to grid number one in the search pattern. The next thing we see is John driving away in the distance down State Highway 290. Alex and Max are standing in a vast expanse of desert. The western ridge of the valley rises behind them. She is wearing her white hazmat suit and is putting the final touches on Max's suit. He even has little boots to protect his paws. Alex hoists the backpack into position on her back. The GPS device and maps hang on lanyards around her neck. They are ready to start. She puts the dog whistle to her lips and commands Max with a specific but unheard signal. Max heads in a northerly direction, following her whistled command. Sequentially, Alex orchestrates every move he makes by blowing the whistle. They cover wider swaths than a person could cover. Max's nose can detect a scent from 100 yards on a good day. However, she created the search grid in 50-yard swaths to ensure nothing gets missed. As they walk the grid, she makes notations on one of the laminated maps. The process is motor memory by now. Alex and Max have been doing this for three years, and he is in his prime. She contemplates the earlier conversation with John by speaking her thought process aloud as if Max can understand and provide feedback. What will it take to implement the new responsibilities John is proposing? To begin, of course, I have my hope for clean water and the scientific knowledge to back it up. But what is the driving force to go further? And what tool can I use to make that happen? Her mind scans through anything she can think of. I know the desert. I grew up in a desert area like this one. If you listen carefully, you can hear the desert whisper to you. Deserts are beautiful and perilous at the same time. On the other hand, I know not everyone lives in a desert, and water issues are everywhere. So, foundationally, I can use the model of the desert to focus on the importance of water. What else? She runs through the adage for survival. 
A person needs air to breathe after every three minutes, shelter after three hours, water after three days, and food after three weeks, or they will die. That's good, but everyone knows this. What else? Perhaps the connection I am looking for is how beautiful the world could be if everyone never needed to worry about the necessities of life. That is an enormous goal. I can start with how new technology has started building a better and safer world. For example, car manufacturers no longer make internal combustion engines, and new battery tech has made solar and wind power more practical. Most everyone expects these changes will reduce the effects of global warming. The passing of the Cepeda legislation was a big part of this forward-thinking movement. It put me in a place where I am now Cepeda in action. I believe strongly in its eventual success with the right people in charge. That's it. I need to be one of those people. The right people leading the way. So one piece of this larger goal is my accepted responsibility to ensure clean water for everyone by showing the world how important Cepeda is and how it can work. Unfortunately, a leadership role will take something I don't have. I will need to be brave. I will need to take all I know and add new skills to present a confident leader to my team, the community, the media, and the world. Bravery is her revelation. She understands she must put bravery forward to stand up for those who cannot protect themselves. So she will take what John said to make a plan. It will include her stepping up to the mic and starting with a bit of humor. Wow, Max, you're brilliant. Thanks for being such a good listener and giving me great advice. My first thought is what a change Alex has made in only a few hours. She seems to be well on her way to a new version of herself. Join me next week to see if she succeeds or falters. Today's episode features the following outstanding musical themes. The 40 Day Hero's Journey theme music is Longing for Home by Christopher Moe Ditlifson, and the theme music for episode 1F is Desert Silhouette by Trevor Kowalski. All music and sound effects are courtesy of EpidemicSound.com, the market-leading platform for restriction-free music heard around the globe.